Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 343 of the Ask the Coach show, where Ping Skills answers your table tennis questions. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, I'm joined by Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome, Alois. Thank you, Jeffrey, and welcome to every one of you out there listening to this. It's just amazing you've come back, really. No, um, it, we're really <laughs> pleased to have you back. We are indeed. Uh, now, there's this thing that's been puzzling me, Alois. There's, there's something about subtraction that just doesn't add up. That's one of the main reasons I was wondering why you've come back. But um... <laughs> And, you know, to the guy that invented zero, thanks for nothing. See, Jeff's, Jeff's actually back teaching maths, and so he's just gone into maths mode and, and yeah. And, and mathematicians just aren't funny, are they? I mean... Mathematicians aren't funny? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. As, oh, a, as, as, opposed, as opposed to accountants. <laughs> so you, you've heard about the accountant that had constipation, right? No. He worked it out with a pencil. Oh dear. Oh dear. That's um that's rather quite an image of <laughs> Yeah. I, and I probably just didn't get the joke right either, but apart from that. <laughs> and and people probably don't know, Alois, that you were an accountant. Well, it's a loose term. <laughs> I, I I did I did my accounting degree. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like if you if you're thinking about coming to me for your tax returns, I strongly advise you don't. <laughs> okay all those people that were just writing emails just stop uh, exactly. uh too funny yes yes but do come to you for questions go to pingskills.com and ask questions yes Alice loves talking about table tennis yes indeed we, yes. Had, we had a couple of things um yeah, from uh from last week's show like uh to to, to uh to clear up so i actually jeff i i, I do apologize i i questioned your um omg fact about bacteria oh the doubling yeah the doubling thing yeah and uh we we did spend five minutes after the show last week and jeff worked it out that it is actually correct i can't remember what the number was but a large number it was a large number yes isn't so, it amazing that compounding, how quickly, if you're just doubling, how quickly you get to really, really big numbers? Yes, exactly. It was lots of million, wasn't it? And Even more, maybe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it was, yeah, I think it was something like, you know, one bacteria and, you know, over... Doubling every 20 minutes. 20 minutes over eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it reached a very big number. Two to the power of 24, in fact. There you go. This is sounding like a math show here, Jeff. <laughs> it uh, is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was, oh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, 16 million, 777,216, apparently. There you go. See? In eight hours. Yeah. That's, That's a lot amazing. of bacteria. That's a lot of bacteria. Yeah. Wash your hands, guys. <laughs> Especially <laughs> nowadays, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we haven't been doing that over the last <laughs> 10 months. <laughs> Oh dear. Now, um, Alois. Yes. What happened on this day or during this week? Uh, well, actually, I've, I've I've changed it up a bit, Jeff. Um, oh, good. So, <laughs> so good. only because I only because I forgot to prepare 
<laughs> on this day. But um, during 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 this week, like this week, yes. we had the the Women's World Cup. The, wow! Uh, so you yes. have prepared. Yeah, well, sort of. Um, yeah, so the Women's World Cup was just held in um, in China um, and uh, strong field. Mm. Um, and it was just like it was actually so, so good to be able to watch some some table tennis again. And especially the quality of the table tennis that, that they produced was unbelievable. Yep. So the winner of the, uh, the Women's World Cup uh, this year was... Chen Meng, uh, winning against the young, and we we did uh, flag her on the last show. Sun Ying Sha, twenty years old last week. So you know it's all tying in. You know on this week, on this day, um, yeah. So Sun it Ying is. Sha uh, was a silver medalist and lost in the final to Chen Meng, but um, Sun Ying Sha beat Mima Ito in the semi final. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, four two. And if you get a chance to watch that match, just just get onto it. I mean, the the speed of these two players is just amazing. Mima Ito's gone up a level, definitely. Wow. Like she's um, she looks to have changed her serves a little bit. Like she's got a few more flourishes and a few more variations with what she's doing with her serving. Um, and Sun Ying Sha is just looking so so strong at, at just twenty years old. Um, she is unbelievable, and like I've, I'm almost, you know, thinking that she's a real chance of uh, gold in Tokyo. Wow! It's, yeah, so uh, it was it was a close match. She won the first game against uh, Chen Meng, um, a thirteen eleven. Uh, Chen Meng won the the other four, uh, yeah, four one, obviously. But you know, some close uh, close uh, chances. Like even the second, she lost eleven six, but she, I think, she was up maybe 5-2 or something like that. Um, mm. And then, uh, yeah, lost the third, 11-9. So, yeah. Um, but, but I mean, Chen Meng also unbelievably good. You know, really, um, really good match to watch. But, yeah, for me, this that semi-final, Mima Ito um, and Sun Ying Sha was just uh, a bit of a highlight. Um, and I guess the other highlight from the, the tournament was a chopper made the semi-final. Woohoo! Yeah. So, Han Ying... Um, ex-Chinese uh, player, obviously, uh, but now playing for Germany, uh, made the semi and had Chen Meng in a fair bit of trouble. Um, so she um, she won the first game. I'm just having a look. Yeah, won the first game, lost the second 11-8, but again had, had a lead in the second. You know, it could have easily yep. been up 2-0. Two, two um, went down 3-1, came back to 3-all. Um, and mm. then, uh, then Chen Ming ran away with the, with the seventh game. But, um, yeah, so if, if, for those of you, and there's a few, uh, defensive player fans on, on our site on pingskills.com. So if you, uh, want to see some great defense, um, have a look at that semi-final with Chen Ming and, uh, Han Ying as well. So, Very yeah, cool. so interesting tournament. And, um, I guess the other exciting part is that, like now, table tennis is back and it's and it's live, and they've managed to pull off um, a tournament. Um, so what they did is they um, they got all the players in the tournament into a bubble uh, two weeks prior to the tournament, and uh, and so they all had to uh, were all contained within that bubble um, for the two weeks. They actually trained with each other, so all these players were there training with each other for the two weeks. Uh, <laughs> 
and then uh, came out and played the tournament. And the tournament looked great. Um, and the, uh, the the level looked looked unbelievable. So, you know, maybe maybe these players have just had a bit of time to think a little bit more about their games, you know, start to and maybe some time to to just sit back and and um, uh, rethink some things about their game. So, yeah, it was really interesting. And then the Men's World Cup is starting uh, tomorrow. Well, the 13th of November. So, so uh, yeah, so that also will be a, a huge tournament um, coming up. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, so yeah, so so we sort of got you know an on this day on this yeah. week sort of thing. And and the big news is, like you said, table tennis is back. This is awesome. Yes. Yeah, it is. And really, yeah, really leading the way with uh, you know from a lot of sports as well. So yeah, so the the um yeah the men's world cup we've got Fan Zendong and Ma Long. You know what else do you oh, need? But yeah. then you've got Harry Moto, Calderano, Lin Yunju. You know another one of my favourites. Um, then Falk, runner-up at the World Championships. Yes. Uh, Koki Niwa, you know. Um, yeah. going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a good tournament. So, yeah, uh, try and uh, jump on and, and see uh, see some of that as well. Yeah, indeed. Uh, very good. Um, all right, so did you prepare a tip of the week for us? I did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Ah, good. Um, yeah, so actually someone sent me a link to... Uh, to a short Roger Federer video, and uh, mm. we'll put a link on it uh, on the show notes for you to, to have a look. It's just, you know, Roger talking about, um, I guess, you know, how he became what he became. Um, and th- there was one tip in there. There was lots of good tips in there. But uh, the one tip that stood out for me from Roger was him saying that you, you have time. So... And saying that you know a lot of players just um, just stress too much when they're in the moment, uh, you know, especially you know as they're trying to develop, trying to improve, you know, they're just so focused on today and tomorrow, and um, you know the next tournament um, or even the next you know the next little block or the period that they're really focused on, you know, can they can they win the next um, you know schools championship or can they win the next club championship or or state or national championship. Um, but yeah, so his his tip was you have time, um, and and you know make sure you also um, have a little bit of balance in your life. You know, d- don't forego everything um, mm. uh, to uh, to just think about your your uh, your tennis in his case or table tennis or ping pong. He did he played a bit of ping pong when, as a junior as well. Um, okay, uh, so he. Uh, he yeah, I think, you know, that's it was an interesting one for me and one that really stood out. Yeah, interesting. couple of things there. Like, it's interesting, like, you often think of these top players in the world as not having much balance. So interesting. I thought that you said he had um, uh, balance. And then the other thing that did resonate, that you have time. It kind of made me think of that, you know, the famous quote that um, we overestimate what we can do in a day, but we underestimate what we can do in a year. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I I, I do like that one. It's mm. good. Uh, it's yes. Good thought and a good tip. Um, yeah. And I wonder and, just how much balance Roger Federer does really have. <laughs> he, I mean, he does seem like quite a balanced person, but still. Yeah. Those people are really driven, aren't they? Like. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I 
think yeah, I mean uh, the, I mean there's there's also you know this idea of um, generalist versus specialist um, in what's best as a as a young player you know do you try and um, do a wide variety of things get a balanced um, uh, idea of life get uh, get more skills I guess also from different sports um, and he talked about you know playing football or soccer um, and ping pong and um, you know other sports mm. and you know I wonder what he has got out of those as skills that uh, really help him to um, to become you know, the player that he's become yeah interesting interesting yeah, I definitely think sometimes, yeah, like a wide variety of sports, especially when you're young, can help you, can't it? Like, um, you might get, you know, um, some endurance out of one sport. You might develop some hand-eye coordination from another. Some, you know, just, I think like in basketball, you got to know where everybody is on the court, some peripheral vision, um, some yep. spatial awareness. Um, yes. I think sports, all sports have something to offer, don't they? So that's yeah. got to help you. You know, I think each sport has to have some kind of complementary skills you learn. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like even even tennis to table tennis, I think, you know, is useful. I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, you don't want to play both because it'll muck up your your skills and things. And I, I, I never I never um, agree with that. I think if if you can play tennis and play table tennis, you definitely pull out things from tennis um, that will help your table tennis. You know, just the movement, um, the, the even strokes. Um, yeah, it can uh, can help. So uh, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, and, I, and I don't. Yeah, I don't agree that they would mess each other up either. I'm no. not a big one up to that fan. I mean, you're playing a different sport. You know, you're not playing uh, tennis when you're on the table tennis court. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's right. I mean, your brain's smart enough. To, to work that out um, and as long as you allow it to adjust and I mean you know may, maybe maybe for five minutes you might have some you know different little bit changes in strokes but maybe those changes in strokes also help you um, True. And can uh, yeah develop your, your game overall so yeah I like the idea of uh, of that balance and that all came from the great Roger Federer there you go so yeah jump onto our website and look at the this podcast episode and we'll have the link in the show notes. Um, yeah, worthwhile watching. All right. Um, so that brings us on to the comment of the week. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we've sort of chosen, um, chosen, uh, it was actually in one of the, um, questions and the question from Jasper was around that he had, um, when he takes his racket out of the cover, like there's ants on his racket. And, uh, and I thought I was, you know, pretty funny. And I said that maybe you're hitting the ball too sweetly. Um, (laughs) but, uh, but I think I got, uh, one upped by, uh, by Nigel who said he's beside himself with anticipation of the next joke. Um, (laughs) and he also said, uh, Jasper, just a thought, how old is your racket? Could it be an, antique <laughs> so i think we might actually get nigel on for the next show um, yeah yeah let's get could, it let's get him to do some jokes they are good yes. yeah they are good um definitely better than anything that i've heard for a little while um 
So, uh, Nigel, if you're out there, just uh, yeah, contact us and we'll uh, we'll get you to write the jokes from here on in. That is fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Jeff's vying for his to keep his job. <laughs> oh dear. All right. Well, um, now I have some really good questions that I want to discuss with you. Excellent. About table tennis. Excellent. So, first up. Jasper said he wants to talk about his most recent 10-all experience. He played a best of five with a school friend. He won the first set, and then his opponent won the next set. And since time was almost up, the coach told us to play 10-all game, and the loser would have to do 15 push-ups and 15 burpees. Oh, what That's pressure. Sense. That sounds so, like pressure, yep. He took your advice to focus in the present, managed to save a match point, and then won 14-12. And he was super happy. He was able to control the pressure. Pretty impressive, I think, Alois. Yeah, it is, and and I think you know it's. I mean, this is this is an area I think is so important in um, in our games. I mean, we can we can develop all the skills we we want, but if we can't execute and implement those skills um, in important situations, then they're just not as useful. So you know, being able to have that uh, mental control or that emotional control. Um, in those situations is pretty important and it's it's really um, an area that I think all of us can keep working on um, we've got we've got a series in our uh, on our website on uh, mental preparation um, and where we just introduce you to some of the ideas and concepts there so I think it, it's you know it's worth for everyone to just jump on and um, just have a look through and just start that process if you haven't if you haven't ever thought about it um, and ever thought about you know how you actually feel um, in those situations at ten all um, pressures on. You know you've got to do fifteen push ups and burpees. Um, that's pressure. Um, yeah. Yeah, I like what the coach did there. Just adding in though that punishment, I guess, or that that kind of consequence of losing, kind of builds yeah. that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So get, get on to pingskills.com and just have a look at, at on the um, on the site. Uh, on the um, uh, sports psychology section um, and you'll see some really interesting um, uh, tutorials in there about about that and just as I said a bit of an introduction and, and ideas for you to, to start with so yeah get on to it excellent all right and next up is a question from long-term ping skiller Peter who says, hello, Alois. I often watch Liu Xiwen's playing style on YouTube and ask myself, what is the secret of her success? Is it her quick reaction, her short swing, or taking the ball always on the rise? And he thinks maybe all of that. But he says, it seems to me it looks like she's punching the ball forward with no loop and topspin. She's just hitting the ball flat but very fast. So yeah. what are you thinking? Yeah, Yeah. so, uh, yeah, so yeah, Liu Xiwen, you know, like, uh, obviously, a huge, um, huge player on the women's circuit uh, currently. Um, you talk about quick reactions, yes, hmm. really important. You talk about her short swing, yes, um, because of the game that she plays so close to the table, she really needs that shortened swing. So yes, that's important for her. Um, taking the ball always on the rise, yes, also important for her because she she relies on cutting down the time of her opponent. So so all of those things are really important to why Lucy Wen 
um, is successful. But, but I think, you know, there's a couple of other things. There's there's also the, the um, her mental skills. So she is so, so strong mentally. You know, you watch her prepare for every single point and you watch the way that she goes about it. Um, it's uh, it's it's really inspiring to watch. You know, mm. she doesn't let things worry her. She she lets it go. She gets back and gets ready and and uh, ready to go on the on the next point. So um, so I think that mental strength is also um, important. Similar to what we talked about previous in the previous question. Um, yeah. And so then the other the other point you make, Peter, about her hitting the ball flat. It's it does definitely look like she's hitting the ball really flat, but she's actually generating a lot of topspin on the ball, but she's brushing over over the ball um, really fast. Um, and in fact, if you if you slowed it down, you'd see that her bat comes over the top of the ball and really brushes that ball hard. So there's a there's a whole heap of topspin on the ball when she's hitting it, and that allows her to hit the ball so hard and from that short distance, get the ball to dip down quickly once it goes over the net. Um, if you're trying to hit the ball that hard and flat, it's, it becomes more difficult. Lucy Wen uses much more spin um, and really rips rips over the top of the ball. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, it is amazing, isn't it? It's kind of um, when you're trying to learn how to play these topspin strokes, it, it feels difficult and... Yet you watch these top players and they look like they do it effortlessly, and but they're just brushing the ball so finely, swinging so fast. Um, it almost looks magical. Yeah, it is magical, and yeah, and it, um, it it's really it's really hard to see what they're actually doing because of how fast they're hitting the ball. Mm. Um, having said that, though, Mima Ito now, like her forehand is really flat. So, it, I mean, there's, there is t- some topspin on the ball, but nowhere near as much as, uh, say, a Lushi Wen or a Ding Ning, definitely. But, um, yeah, she's really starting to flatten that ball out. Um, again, you know, we've seen we've seen it progress over the last few years since the um, since the introduction of the bigger ball. Uh, but I think, you know, Mima Ito is probably taking it to the next level now. Wow. Uh, especially on her forehand side as well. Um, yeah, her backhand's always been pretty flat. Uh, but yep. yeah, she's really starting to hit that forehand flat and f- and fast. My goodness. <laughs> well, good to see some contrasting styles. I think that always um, makes the game interesting. Yep, sure does. And yeah, again, if, I'll, I'll bang on about it. But yeah, if you watch that Mima Ito versus Sun, Sun Ying Sha match, um, it's a bit of a contrast. You know, Mima Ito does hit the ball really flat. Sun Ying Sha is sp- spinning the ball heavily on both sides. But again, really close to the table with uh, with heavy topspin. All right, get on to it. Have a look. Excellent. All right, good. Peter. Um, so next up is one from Robert. And Robert says, hi, I'm repainting our ping pong room. What colours do you recommend for seeing the ball best? Yeah, this is a good one because um, uh, I think... The, the the most important thing is that it needs to be a contrasting colour to the ball that you're using. So most of the time now we're using white balls. So if you if you paint the walls white, it's going to be really difficult to see. Even if it's a you know a light cream or a light grey or even a you know any any really light colour, it just makes it a little bit more difficult to be able to see the ball 
on the background. So my advice is to just get something a little bit darker. Um, in the Ping Skills uh, shed, we've used um, a blue, which uh, which is used quite a lot. The um, Ping Skills blue. Yep, the Ping Skills blue. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and that uh, that's for me. That's a, a, a really good color as far as um, having the contrast of the ball and the and the background. Um, it's not too dark. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of light in the uh, coming off the walls, um, but it's also a really good contrast to uh, yeah. to the color of the ball. And orange is the other sort of color that sometimes is used, but not as often. But that would work with a blue as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, it works really well. So, uh, yeah, if you if you haven't seen any of our videos, um, yeah, jump on, just have a look, and you'll you'll see the the um, the color of the background in the room, and it's some, something like that um, is what I'd recommend at this stage. If you're listening to this podcast but have never seen any of our videos, I'd be very surprised. Well but done. But you know, <laughs> would have happened. It could have happened. That's right. Yes. Um, but yeah, check them out. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for the question, Robert, and good luck with your repainting. Send us a pic of your new ping pong room. Love to see it. All right. Um, now, Phil um, has a question for us. He says, can you tell me, because I always assume that the offensive strike from the rubbers is red, but a friend of mine says it is the backhand side, which is black. Who is right? So what is the difference with these colours and which is the right way around, Alois? Yeah, well, you're actually both wrong or both <gasps> right. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> yeah. so the, the actual colour of the rubber doesn't make any difference to the performance of the rubber. Um, so if you, you know, have the same rubber, one is red and one's black, um, you can use it either either way you want. So, so if I uh, get Mark Five and yep. I've got a red Mark Five and a black Mark Five, yep. they're both going to be exactly the same. Same thing. Yep. I'd, yep. Um, what if I get a red Mark Five and a black uh, Butterfly Tenergy? Yeah. So then they're different, but they're different rubbers. So it's the rubber that's different, not the colour of the rubber. Um, so that's uh, that's the important um, uh, distinction. Uh, you what know, if so, I get a red tenergy and a black mark five? <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I think I think you've been teaching uh, in a in a school for too long because <laughs> this is what kids come up with. Jeff, can you behave yourself? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, so the color or the, the pigmentation of the rubber doesn't um, doesn't matter. It's the just, pigmentation, man. You've yes. been to school, that's for sure. I have. Yeah, nice and word. that's that's a. Uh, that's a three or four syllable word. I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm getting up there. Nice. All right, got it. So it is the type of rubber that makes a difference. The color doesn't make a difference. So yes. why do we need different colors then? Why can't we just? Why do we have to have a red and a black? Ah, yeah. So that's that's a little bit of history. Um, so we used to ha be able to use any color, um, and. Did you what? play in a time when you were allowed to use any colour? That was my prime, exactly, yes. Um, really? You are old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and like in my day, it was tough, Jeff. So um, <laughs> play, play, players had um, anti-spin on one side and uh, inverted on, or, you know, normal rubber on the other side, and they used to twiddle and switch, and, you know, we had to we had to uh, really watch watch the bat. And uh, I do Could remember... Only by what comes off. So after after they've hit the ball, 
Mm. So the actual the actual um, uh, bat in appearance from the other side uh, looked exactly the same. Or you know sometimes there was a bit more wearing on the anti-spin side, so it was a little bit shinier. So you could tell a little bit, but you know it's certainly nothing like having a red and a black. Mm. And, so was um, it frustrating? Good rule change, you think? Um, I don't. I never, never knew the the, the difference really. Um, but I, I think, I mean, it just made you watch the ball much better and much closer. I don't know. Um, it's probably. It's. I think. You know. The, the, well, why they did bring it in is because, from a spectator's point of view, it looked like players were making really stupid mistakes. Um, you know, because. <laughs> You know, they're hitting one ball off the end and the next ball is going into the net and, and it looked the same. And, you know, so, um, yeah, so I think that's that's why it was brought in, to make it easier for, for players to uh, to be able to tell the difference so they didn't um, have as many uh, simple errors or simple mistakes. Mm, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. All right. Of, uh, history for you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks for the question, Phil. Hopefully that... Um that makes sense. And, um, yeah, if you've got the same type of rubber, use whichever colour you like on the forehand. That's it. Doesn't matter. And I did hear, but I still haven't seen this happening, that the ITTF are thinking about introducing new colours, but as long as they're kind of sufficiently different so you still could tell the difference if player was using a... Um, yeah, I'll have to... I'll have to check up. I, I, I have a feeling that one side has to be black and the other side can be the contrasting colour, but I will... Uh, gotcha. I'll check that yeah. Out. That'd be good. Why not? Yeah, why not? A bit of choice. That's right. That's yes. right. And get the manufacturers more money because they'll be selling <laughs> people red, a red one and a blue one and a pink one. Yes, indeed. Don't get fooled, people. They're all the same. <laughs> all right. Well, Alois, I believe that brings us on. To OMG facts. Yes, indeed. Pen and paper in hand. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really sort of feel like I shouldn't question you any longer after the bacteria one last week. But Exactly. Yes. Yeah. All right. I'll Here just sit back and listen to the pearls of wisdom. The Bible is the most shoplifted book. OMG fact. That really is an OMG fact because, like, if you're stealing the Bible, surely you know some of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe that's why they're stealing it. Oh. And then after they read it, they return it. Yes, for the next person to steal it. <laughs> so it might actually be just the one book that's being stolen. Over and over again. Over and over again, yes. Okay. The month in which the most murders happen is August. <gasps> really? Is that is that a worldwide stat, is it? Well, you know, this is just OMG <laughs> facts. It doesn't give a lot of information, all right? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just thinking like is it a is it a is it a related to, you know, the end of the year or is it related to weather? You know, is is it the end of winter? <laughs> related to weather. Like, it's just like whenever it's a particular temperature. Yeah, well, like August August is the end of winter in in the southern hemisphere. And it's the end of summer in the northern hemisphere. So, you know, it might, might be relevant. Maybe. <laughs> could Could be. There you go. Maybe there's more bacteria in, you know, August. 
<laughs> yeah, possibly. Now, a mosquito's saliva acts as an anesthetic, so you usually don't notice when one bites you. Tricky little devils. They are, they are evil, those things, mosquitoes. Mm. They always get me. Yeah, <laughs> and me. Yeah, I get bitten all the time. You? Yeah, my wife, no. Nah, don't yeah, touch her. Same. Yeah. Same. There you go. Must go for the good blood. <gasps> That's right. <laughs> Now, oh. now, we did hear from your wife last week, Jeff. You, you better she, be careful. She's just here now. She said it's because we smell. <laughs> That's why they bite us. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> uh, now, in Australia, there tend to be a lot of deadly animals, and yeah. sharks is one of them, you know, and people say we should just stay out of the water so we don't get bitten by a shark. But in this OMG fact... Yes. Humans are more likely to be killed by a vending machine than they are by a shark. <laughs> a vending machine? <laughs> yes. That's how rare it is for someone to get killed by a shark. That's incredible. Yes. Here's a here's a little like a little tidbit for you. My son actually went out last week on a boat to film a shark being caught. And released, but yeah, there you go. Really? Yeah, yep. Did he enjoy it? Yeah, it didn't get bitten. It, lucky, lucky, he didn't go out hunting vending machines. But wow, yeah, wow. There you All go. right. Well, you know, these sharks, um sharks are a thing in Australia. <laughs> they are. All right, I've got three more quick ones for you, and then we're Great. done. Great. The North Pole of Uranus is dark. <laughs> For 42 years at a time. 42 years, Uranus. It takes that long. That long. A... That's a long time to be dark. That's that's a long time between birthdays. <laughs> it is. Now, the spots of light you see when you rub your eyes are called phosphenes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. What, what With a pH? Yeah, P-H-O-S-P-H-E-N-E-S. There you go, phosphenes. phosphenes. Now I know. Oh, yeah, I always see them. I wonder, yeah, wonder what's go, going they're, on. Oh, they're phosphenes. Phosphenes. Yep. Great. And I know that for the rest of my life. Most bank robberies occur on a Friday. <laughs> OMG fact. Does anybody still rob a bank, seriously? Yeah, I, I don't know. You don't hear about it that much anymore, do you? Yeah, I don't think so, you know. Surely if you were going to steal some money now, you'd do it electronically, wouldn't you? That's what people do, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So. So, so Fridays, just be careful on a Friday if you're a bank teller or if you're going to <laughs> Yeah, so all you bank tellers, just look out for those yeah. Fridays. Work four-day weeks. Yeah, four-day weeks. Take Fridays off. Good yeah. idea. Maybe yeah. the bank should just close on a Friday. Yeah, that there's an idea. No bank robberies. And here's a question robberies. for you, right? Yes. In this day and age of electronic funds transfers, yes. why does it still take like two days for your money to get from one bank account <laughs> to somebody else's bank account when you do it electronically? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a little bit of a um, hobby horse of yours, Jeff. Is it, uh, have, we, have we touched a nerve? <laughs> a little bit. 
makes yeah. no sense. It what, does make what is sense. happening with those electronic bits flying through the internet? Like, what is the delay? You, un- you, you understand that that's how banks make their money, right? <sighs> but, you know, it is turning slowly. There's all those OSCO payments or something starting to happen more quickly. Yeah. Oh, no well, idea. <laughs> I feel better now. Uh, good. Good. You got that off your chest? <laughs> I did. So, do you reckon, like Jeff, thanks do you reckon, again, Jeff, everybody for listening to this, Alloys? Do you reckon there's anyone listening still? Nobody. <laughs> Maybe we should just like offer, you know, a million bucks to everyone that that <laughs> the show or something. Yeah, maybe we need like a secret segment. Yes. Happens at the end and see who listens. But it can't always be at the end, otherwise people will just go straight to the end. Oh, maybe yeah. five minutes before the end. Oh. You're mm. even. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Maybe I am. Yeah. <sighs> well, there you go. Excellent. That, thanks everyone. Appreciate your support. And of course, thank you, Alloys. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, everyone out there. Hope you're all staying well. And don't forget to visit pingskills.com. Bye.